Welcome to the Hope Athletics Orange and Blue podcast. My name is Alan Babbitt, Sports Information Director here at Hope College. It's uh, been a pleasure of mine this uh, school year to talk with Hope College coaches and staff as we uh, navigate the uh, certainly interesting, to say the least, 2020-21 school year. Uh, with me today is uh, head softball coach Mary Vandehoof, uh, also the Dow Center Director here at Hope College. Uh, Mary, it's been a year um, for you guys since you played a softball game. It's been longer since we've been able for me to even see you at home play a softball game. You guys have been preparing, you know, to play here uh, very soon. What's the mood, the excitement? I don't know what the right word is, kind of anxiousness, I would imagine. But, what, you know, just talk about kind of how the softball team is right now as you, you know, get closer to finally taking the field. Yeah, we are so excited to be able to play again. And, you know, the fall was sort of this really great energy and a renewed appreciation, I guess I would say, after, you know, the loss of um, the 2020 season. And, you know, I mean, last spring was just really, really hard and, you know, hard for our seniors last year and Shelby, Jordan and Amanda and, you know, whose last game came way earlier and in a really unexpected uh, way without warning. And, you know, for returners, had that same sense of loss as they were going through. But, you know, freshmen too, they lost their, um, you know, high school senior seasons. And so it was a pretty unifying thing in the fall of like, you know, sometimes there's this, you know, freshmen are coming off of high school, we're coming off of our returning season. Everyone had sort of that um, loss and had been struggling with it in their own ways. I mean, it took a hit to our mental health, no question. And last year navigating online classes and it just was a lot and a lot of um, different feelings and emotions for, for our players. So did our best to really channel that energy in the fall of, of really appreciation of what we get the chance to do. In my lifetime, I've never seen something like that get taken away. And um, to have it happen when you're in your, your playing years is, is really hard. So we wanted to acknowledge that, but also be like moving forward and, and pressing on and um, really were able to make the most of our fall season, really grateful for what we were able to get a chance to do. So yeah, now we're just getting to get better every day and itching to get out there and play and compete. Like I cannot wait to compete with this team and just um, get after it and, and enjoy it, but also like take a lot of pride in trying to do things really well and with excellence and um, and getting, an after, getting after it. And, and this group is embracing that. I think they're whoever, whenever, let's play and let's go. And um, we'll be excited to, to get back out there, no question. I know culture is important, something for, uh, important for you for this softball program and, and the athletic department as a whole. How do you think that culture helped you guys absorb everything that has been going on to, to be there for each other? in wherever different stages people were at that you guys were able to kind of rally together and, and not feel isolated, which is something obviously is a real challenge here in, 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 the, in this pandemic. Yeah, that was an aspect that was really hard both last spring, this summer, this last break of this two months between first and second semesters, you know, like it's, um, it was, you know, there've definitely been aspects that are tough. I mean, as far as our culture, we talk about you know, being a five minute friend, being that friend and teammate who is there for each other when you do need it in those moments when you needed someone to talk to or to FaceTime or text. I think they really did a good job of staying connected in their own way. And 
Um, we try not to have that be too prescribed, you know, that it feels organic and authentic and um, people can, you know, you, you gravitate towards, um, you know, we're certainly connected as a team, but there's also teammates you have closer connections with and letting some of those things uh, play out. We've yeah, wanted our freshmen to feel connected and a part of things. And that's been tougher with just, um, you know, some of the guidelines on campus, understandably um, so, and some of those policies being different. So I yeah, really have like um, had to work at the culture piece. I think our um, assistant coaches are incredible, are incredible and great at helping our culture too, and helping our kids feel cared for and feel um, like they've got someone they can talk to and that are going to be reaching out and that, um, that they can process through things with. I think it's one thing to process through with a peer. I think it's another thing to process through with a coach or a mentor or someone that just has a little bit more, um, you know, space or distance from the immediacy of the things that they're feeling. And um, I know wisdom and things, you know, things of that nature that I think have really um, helped um, helped our players. And that's where having, yeah, a coaching staff where we're five women who have a really different strengths and really different of reach within our team has really served our culture well and um it's always my hope that every one of our players definitely has you know one of our coaches that they know at any point they could just i'm struggling um we grab coffee and our coaches love doing um that sort of thing with our with our players as well so um that certainly helps and good leadership our um our seniors are doing a great job they're a great group and they have good ideas and are really doing their best to keep the team together, which is good. Let's talk about this year's team. Uh, give us a, you know, a little scouting report is how have you guys prepared? I know between practicing at the Dow Center and a sports quest in Zealand, uh, the indoor facility there, what, kind of what have you been working on as you've, you know, been preparing uh, to take the field? Yeah, yeah. Sports Quest is a real blessing. Um, being able to get there a couple times a week um, when their members aren't is such a great, um, uh, such a great thing for us um, to be able to go live, to be able to have a lot of batting cages out there. So that's been great in our preparation and at the Dow um, the rest of, of the time. And yeah, we are excited about our group. We got five seniors and um, all of whom certainly will have an opportunity for impact um, this year. You know, Morgan, Sav, Joe, They've been in the everyday lineup um, since their freshman year, and that experience on the field is really, um, is really, really critical. Morgan starting every game at third as a freshman and then moved behind the plate um, ever since then and does a tremendous job um, back there for us. Um, Savannah is great on both sides of the ball, incredible defensive shortstop and provides a lot of power for us in the part of the lineup. And, and Joe Cook as well in the outfield, really great source of energy and leadership. Um, for us and it's a great read on the ball in the outfield and is a three tool player at the plate. So um, yeah, really rely on that experience kind of in an on the field way. Um, Megan Soderbloom, we call her Sody. She has been big for us these last two years, both in the circle. Um, she's a great defensive first baseman and with her offense that she brings. So excited to see what she'll um, bring this year in her senior season. And Claire Bates will definitely be in the mix um, and have some great opportunities at the DP spot and uh, has really come on strong offensively in these last two years um, of her career. So, you know, we have great senior leadership and are excited to see what um, each of them will do. Um, Kaylin Callow and Aaron King are juniors who make up the right side of our infield and um, bring really good things offensively as well. And then Avery and um, Chloe are both junior pitchers who um, 
have some really good solid innings under their belt um, heading into their junior years and in their first two years. And then Bree Nolan uh, wraps up that junior class and has looked great at third um, is likely likely to get a shot there um, this year as well. So yeah, and excited about both our freshman and sophomore classes. Certainly the sophomores in a unique situation of not having much on, um, you know, on the field opportunities um, in games last spring. So um, not as much game experience, but we are excited to see um, what they'll do for us, um, both players in both of those classes. And um, we think we do have some um, freshman sophomores who will be some key, key pieces for us this year. So Obviously, every uh, softball team has maybe a unique identity or, or I don't know, style or traits. You know, some are, you know, a power base. Some are, you know, speed and contact. How would you kind of assess offensively kind of how you guys are going to try to attack opponents this year? Yeah, I mean, I, we play a pretty fun, aggressive style of softball. Uh, we want to do it. Um, I, don't, I don't want to face any pitcher who could shut us down offensively. So I want to have a variety of ways to score. Um, we like to have some short game slappers, scrappers, you know, in our lineup who can, um, you know, find ways to, um, get on and, and be, um, kind of table setters for us. And also with the ability to drive in runs um, those um, types of players are great. We like to have power certainly, um, in different spots in our lineup to be able to, you know, with one swing, really change the momentum of a game. But I also really value the contact hitter who, um, minimizes strikeouts, um, hits singles and doubles to score runs that we can maybe have a little more compact swing um, so that we um, yeah, are putting the ball in play and forcing defenses to um, make plays. And we very much view base running as a critical part of our um, offensive attack and um, short game as well. So we really want to kind of get it done uh, depending on who we're facing in a variety of different ways and um, and to be able to um, be yeah, a, a tough team to beat. And I think that this year our offense is, is looking really solid and they've worked. Um, we've worked at that piece. Um, yeah, a lot in this fall and, and through the off season and, um, as we've been um, going in the preseason. So excited to see what this offense, um, will do for us. And, and yet certainly our sport is one where you got to pitch it and defend it to, um, to be in games and we are yeah optimistic about what we'll get um, in those two areas as well so with your pitchers um, you know how are you approaching them what are you asking for them uh, when they're on that mound is it a matter of you know building that trust with the defense so that they're making them you know put the ball in play versus obviously walks are always a concern at an old pitcher like myself as a baseball player knows walks are just killer you know, to a team. So how, what, what are your emphasis with your pitchers this year? Yeah. I mean, I want pitchers who want the ball in their hand, you know, and who are for whichever pitcher has it in their hand. Um, so I want a pitching staff that is a unit that wants to compete together um, that trusts the decisions that we'll make as coaches for the combination and the, um, the way that we'll utilize our, um, our staff. We have five um, pitchers on our roster. And I absolutely think that each of them has the opportunity to give us um, good innings. So that's a, um, always a fun part um, of the first um, games of a season is kind of seeing which combinations work well together, who, um, you know, has a great temperament to come in and shut a game down, who can get us twice through a lineup, you know, those types of things um, that we're looking for from our pitchers. But I, I just, I want pitchers who want to compete who trust their stuff, um, who trust the defense behind them, 
um, that we can certainly minimize walks, minimize the damage that's done when we miss a spot. And, um, but also pitchers who al allow a defense to have confidence in them by their demeanor, by their confidence in themselves, by their ability to put the team on their back when we might not have as sharp of an inning as we'd like defensively. And who also, and you know, trust that defense when there may be another team is scattering some hits and knows that, you know what, I can, um, I can throw and trust that um, the defense behind me is gonna, you know, is going to make it happen. So I just want there to be a real mutual um, yeah, belief in both of those directions that a pitcher trusts their defense, that a defense also knows how critical it is to um, also, you know, have, have the backs of their pitchers and um, be in it together and be, um, and be competing. So the schedule this year obviously is a little different because of, uh, you know, with the pandemic kind of uh, adjusting things. And I know you guys are scheduled to open with a doubleheader down at Hanover, Indiana on March 6th. And then uh, we'll visit Defiance a week later before finally opening up at Walter Stadium against Franklin on uh, the 20th. And then from there, you're adding some more MIAA games, uh, kind of some doubleheaders to chance to play uh, two different teams in one day. They won't count toward the league standings, but a, uh, obviously a great opportunity to get some more games in. Talk about this year's schedule and kind of, you know, how, how you assess it. Yeah, schedule is definitely different. I mean, I, I first would be remiss to not mention just how critical it is to lose our spring trip. I mean, there's just, an, there's certainly the aspect of that of playing 12 teams from across the country, trying to get as tough a schedule as we can, be tested well for the MIAA and just the team the team aspect of our spring trip every year, the one week of the year when they are not balancing classes with softball, um, but the team, you know, um, the bonding that happens down there, you start to see freshman personalities come out that we didn't, you know, just so many of those things that are really special. So that's been a hard um, transition in thinking about the season and the schedule. And I know for our players um, that um, that will be a big adjustment and it, it's meant, it's meant, you know, the importance of some of the team building that we're doing um, in some things within practice and in what we are able to do becomes um, yeah, a little bit more critical this year um, in, um, in that loss, both in the on the field um, and in the off the field ways. Uh, but we're excited. We have a 40 game schedule and we are um, excited for what it will look like, um, the mixture of non-league games and yeah, the, the try weekends with our um, conference. I think it's a great solution to get us um, to recover some of the games that, um, that we won't play down in Florida that are against teams who we know are testing at the level that we expect and are, um, you know, that piece of things. And, you know, to have a three game, you know, day, a little bit of, I think that'll, I think those days will have some fun atmosphere and yep, we'll play some teams in the league for our double header that will count for the season and those try uh, weekends. And, you know, in a year like this, I just want to play as many games as possible. And there'll be teams we've played before our double header. There will be teams we haven't. And it's just, we're going to play on the days we get a chance to, to play. So, but you just, you can't get worried about, um, about those things this year. So it'll be, um, it'll be great. It'll be, um, I think an exciting um, season. And we know, you know, that there can be the ups and downs um, in, in seeing how winter sports and just the, um, the teams that are getting a chance to compete. Um, I also really am optimistic that our team will be able to weather the, um, the ups and downs and maybe the unexpected things. I think we'll have um, steady leadership. And I think that our team will be, um, I think, well prepared to, to manage um, the changes that might come to. And so 
Um, but yeah, feel good about the schedule and the way it's come together and the solutions that our coaches in the MIAA have kind of come together to, um, to land on and the athletic directors helping make that happen as well. So. You alluded to the, you know, the level of play, you know, from the other league schools, <clears throat> the MIAA as a whole softball wise has been so deep for many, many years. Uh, Calvin and Trine and Alma and go down, just talk about this year's, you know, having not seen anybody for a year, there's a lot, obviously a lot of variables there, but uh, just talk about what you expect to see from the league this year based on just the tradition that is MIAA softball. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely um, a deep league and a deep sport within the MIAA, uh, which is really good. There's times it doesn't feel good, um, <laughs> but it really serves our, um, our teams well, because we know that, um, you know, teams that have gone through the MIAA, it, it, it helps our strength of schedule to have so many strong teams. Um, and so whoever doesn't win the conference tournament um, likely has a good shot to still make the NCAA tournament. If you're in you know, those top um, two, three spots, which is, um, which is a, a good benefit to having a tough, uh, a tough league. And um, I think that we'll see um, perennial powers in our league be strong again this year. Trine is in the preseason um, for, for D3. And I think it's going to be a dog fight. I mean, we've seen everybody's juniors and seniors and that's it. So there will be just a really unique um, aspect in just even game preparation being different things like our hitting charts and spray charts and things that um, you have a good, usually a quantity of at-bats from the previous season to go off of and less so this year. So um, it will be, um, it'll be unique. And I think it's just going to be a matter of being able to weather some of the storms that will come um, in a unique year like this, being able to come ready to play and be in the moment and um, kind of one pitch at a time type mentality. And I think that it'll be, it'll be a fun race. This is your, uh, I think if I counted right, 11th head season as coach. What makes being the head coach of Hope College softball special to you? When you, when you think on it beyond, obviously, just the competing and the, you know, obviously and you've had a lot of success, but what, what makes it just for you so rewarding? Yeah. Um, I mean, the people and relationships um, is for sure the number one thing. I mean, it's um, definitely what makes, it's special here. I mean, assistant coaches who are like family to me, um, who help strengthen and encourage and help push through the tough stretches and, um, have fun with like, is such a key, um, thing that makes it special, but alumni and players, you know, who you get to see grow and develop and then leave this place and go change the world and have impact. It's just like really, really special, um, to get to do, um, what I do and to get to be a small part, like of players' lives and, 18 to 22 year range of life is just, it's like really a privilege to um, have a small chance for influence in, in those really formative years. So I, I, that's just like something that makes it really, really special. It's like when you think of, um, you know, kind of that um, responsibility of coaching um, at this level, that is, um, that is really, really great. And, you know, friendships within the athletic department are, have been such a blessing here and athletic directors who are like in it with us and support us as coaches so incredibly well. And, you know, to be at a place where our administration puts us in a position to win, that's something that's important to me. That's something that, um, you know, when I interviewed here 11 years ago, like the people and the commitment to excellence at this place is what stood out to me. And I would say, I found that to be true every day of my 11 years here, so. 
did you always know you wanted to be a softball coach? Was there a moment? I mean, obviously, you, as a player, you had great experience at Central Iowa and some lifetime memories there and also a legendary coach as well. Is, is that what inspired you to pursue coaching as a career? Or where, where did it start for you? Yeah, I, um, I, co I started coaching in high school. I coached our fifth grade uh, team in high school. I was coaching our middle school team for my high school. So I always had sort of a love of doing it. It became, um, you know, a, a job, you know, when you're, um, when I was younger, but didn't really think of it as a career at that point, went to college, majored in econ, sort of thought I'd be in the business world um, my whole life, or at least that's what I was envisioning. And that first job out of college just wasn't a great fit. And coaching was always one of those things, like sort of in the um, back of my mind and just through working camps and being around the game. Um, it was always, you know, when I was, would be in a coaching environment, I always sort of felt like it was this place where um, I felt like alive and totally um build um and where I was really like able to put into um use like the gifts God's given me and um so that's sort of what had it kind of creep back in as I was in a job that I wasn't real um you know happy in and wasn't feeling that fulfilled and so yeah coaching became sort of this thing it was like could this be it and talked to my coach um from college a little bit about that and processed through it and kind of landed on like why not give it a you know give it a go and um I I thought I would want to coach at the college level. So grad school kind of became that next step. And he helped me, Coach Weir's helped me kind of look at some options and land at a school where I could get a good, you know, master's degree that would be applicable in coaching. So sports psych um, was one that landed in. And I wanted to be at a D3 school with a female head coach um, that was a perennial winner and found Ithaca College, which was um, really two really great years of, um, of, my life and in, in learning more about coaching and I'd played for a male head coach. So I really wanted that comparison point of um, working under a female um, head coach, which um, was a really powerful thing. And yeah, did a one-year program in two years. Cause I wanted to be able to coach for two years there and um, really loved, you know, love that experience. And it really helped me realize that that coaching was, was it um, full disclosure. I, I sort of viewed my like business world experience in my, in my mind then as failure, as not having had what it took to, you know, and I really didn't want to bite off more than I could chew in the coaching world. So right after grad school, went back to central as an assistant coach, I got to be the head JV coach and, and be an assistant with varsity and just keep learning from um, coaches who I knew and respected. Um, my the coach I played for coach wears and um, his wife also coaches there now coach O'Brien, who has been a key mentor um, in my life as well, um, both as a coach and as a friend and, so yeah, those three years before coming to Hope um, between grad school were also just really helpful in kind of firming up some of my beliefs and thoughts and ways that I would want to, you know, go about doing things as a coach. So. You obviously had a um, rich experience with Division three athletics as a student athlete and now as a coach. What makes it something that you really think has value, you know, for someone that's considering what to do after they graduate from high school and want to keep playing? Yeah, I, I love D3. I didn't know, I didn't know anything about, you know, a difference between D3, D2, D1, NAI when I was going through, um, you know, my college search process landed at a school that just felt like the right fit um, for me in Central and um, the breadth of experience I got in college was priceless to me, you know, and being able to 
Um, I did two sports as a freshman, both volleyball and softball. Loved, um, loved that. Um, getting a chance to kind of narrow that in on softball the last three years. I was involved in campus ministries and um, in things within, you know, student life and, and just so many things on campus. Like, I feel like I lived every last drop of my, <laughs> of my college experience and kind of loved that there was a flexibility to, um, to do that at a D3 school and um, to be able to compete and play at a high level, having a chance to be in the um, College World Series, two of, you know, my four years of, of playing, which was um, a great experience, but also getting a lot of um, yeah, experiences in the off the field that helped shape me into, into who I was. So I, I'm absolutely a believer in division three. I think the sports at this level is the purest you're ever going to get. Um, you know, there's not scholarship. There isn't that, um, uh, you know, kind of exterior motivation. You got You're playing the sport cause you love it. And, um, you know, at the same time though, at the D three level, um, you know, not many teams are winning at the national level without players that, that, you know, could have gotten money, could have had offers, opportunities to play um, at the scholarship um, level. And they choose a school like Hope, like any D3, because there is a little more balance, because there are opportunities to be involved. I find we get we get some players that they did everything in high school and they sort of want to be able to have more opportunities than, you know, class, softball, um, eat, sleep, and, you know, not much in the way of just social and being a college student, things like that. So um, you know, you got to find players like that, that, um, really do want your school or the balance or faith component. I find at hope can be a real draw for some. So it's, um, it's really special. And I think that some coaches view climbing the ladder as, you know, D3, D2, D1. I find climbing the ladder to be winning at this level. And that's what we're trying to do. And I know, and, and really part now you're still actively involved with campus with your role as Dow Center Director and the work you've done there since you came here as Hope. Just talk about what kind of you do and how you try to make uh, a positive impact uh, there as well in addition to the softball program. Yeah, so getting to run the Dow, that sort of morphed over the years, also was running in a murals um, the first um, nine years at Hope and ran the Dow with Coach Mo um, for the first nine years as well. And then that switched recently to um, now being Dow director, it's such a great way to be um, meeting more people through the in the Hope community between student workers, about 80 student workers, um, and getting to know um, them, students that are here to work out. I mean, the Dow is so important to our campus, I think, having a place to recreate and have some fun and be with your friends and IMs. Like, I just think there's a lot of aspects of um, campus life that happen at Dow that are fun to, you know, be uh, facilitating, um, which is great. And, um, but also the community members, the faculty and staff and their families that are, that are in here and noon ball and, you know, those types of things that happen here that are, um, that make uh, that as another responsibility, my other responsibility, um, you know, really, really fun and um, an aspect of kind of getting to know as, a, you know, as someone who didn't go to Hope, it's a great position to be in to know more of the Hope community and what makes this place um, what makes this place special, so. Well, thank you for uh, talking with us here at the Orange and Blue Podcast today, Mary. It's going to be looking forward to seeing the snow melt soon and uh, see you guys out on the softball field. So uh, good luck this spring. Absolutely. Thanks, Alan.